Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 80 of Up and Down Golf Podcast with your host Slim, my co-host Benny Golf. Benny, what's going on? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Coming in like a rapper today. Coming Not too Slim, much, Benny. Dude, that, after you just saying yo, yo, the hat that you wear, man, I don't get why people wear those hats. Ben's wearing like this hat that it's like a toque but doesn't cover the ears. I think they're the dumbest hats. They're like the I bean could, hats. I could stretch it down to make it cover my ears, but like it's not cold in my room. My hair is just a mess, so I'm trying to cover it up for your okay. for your eyes. Okay, so you should. Be but I bet you go to. I bet I bet you go and grab a pint in that. I've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. I've done exactly. It exactly. So don't 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 give me this. It's it's warm in my room. Shit. Okay. Either way, <laughs> I like the hat. I just don't like the style. It wouldn't work for me. Um, but yeah, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, we said off air there that I'm currently really sore and I'm getting old. And you made a good point that, you know, you're getting old when you're just getting sore from waking up some days. Like happened to me a few days back. I woke up and my back was in shambles. I literally, I, I couldn't even turn one way. And it wasn't even like a kink. It was like my whole side. So that was not fun. But other than that, I'm doing okay. What about you, bud? Yeah, I constantly wake up, shoulders, neck, just back, just tight. Felt like I almost done like something in my sleep like i worked out or something i just wake up and after like a 10 hour sleep like i should be feeling good right now but i don't but yeah other yeah. than that uh busy with work you know just trying to uh figure this out but um, i'm glad to be back on the pod here back to back weeks that's a plus for the boys um yeah yeah so. mint 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 well today's agenda we're gonna go through uh last week obviously as we always do with the Genesis, Genesis invitation. I was calling it the I was calling it the open too, which is that's my bad. It did say that online, but it is definitely not an open. It's an invitational. Um, gonna talk a little bit about the Woods family as they were all over the internet the past week and a bit. Yeah, again, who would have thought? Uh, and then we're gonna hop into a couple of talking points, like the worst thing that amateur golfers or first time golfers can possibly do, whether that's like I don't know, annoying or just stuff they do. Uh, hop in, obviously, slim stats after that, and then check out next week with the Mexico Open. So looking forward to it. Dirty. All right, well, let's get into the Genesis. Uh, decent week. Obviously, our boy Hideki Matsuyama won. Came out firing of all cylinders. Um, oh, yeah. I thought for a second Luke List was gonna make a big run. When he mm -hmm. was like third 29 on the front or 30 on the front. Also, <laughs> like the odds of putting Hideki when he was on his run, because he was like four or five holes ahead of the lead group and he was catching steam. Like the mm -hmm. fact that I was watching it and did not throw any coin on him, he was at he had to have been over a plus a thousand, probably two thousand. Yeah, at one point he definitely was, especially a little bit earlier in the day. But even when he was rolling, people still kind of thought, or the books would have thought that Zalatoris was maybe going to swing around and, and, and win it. But uh, no, yeah, it was quite the showing. Obviously, Hideki won by three strokes, which was honestly surprising because of how close it was all weekend. And um, even Sunday, it really kind of just was down the stretch where it opened up a little bit for him. Um, also, a nice little paycheck as that was an elevated event. So he brought home four four million dollars of the usd um which i mean fuck that's that ain't bad at all uh honorable you see, honorable mention you, you see his caddy just hitting the vape looking out <laughs> yeah. on the 18 yeah that guy's a beauty man because he did all that stuff with the masters uh like the pin at the end when he won right like he was taking yeah, he the full the, he, dropped the, <laughs> he dropped the hands down the prayer yeah yeah no it seems like an awesome duo they have there um, but honorable mentions mentions for the week. Wow, that's a tough word to say. Um, Xander Shoffley played well. Patrick Canley was right there, and two Canadians also being in the top ten was pretty cool. You had Adam Hadwin and Svensson. So crazy, like week to week, man. That we see the mix up in Canadians in contention. It's been awesome. Yeah, eight uh, eight guys on tour with their cards this year. Hadwin with a twenty nine on the front nine on Sunday. His scoring average mm -hmm. on Sunday this year. Don't quote me. Do not quote me. But I think it's like 
67 or six, like it's something really low, like 67, 66. Um, so maybe you could see a little, if he puts himself in the right uh, spot coming or come the weekend, we could see him maybe catching another title. Has he won? Yeah, that, here? that might be a dumb Hadlin, I'm pretty sure he has, to be honest. I'm pretty sure Hadlin yeah. has. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the last time he won. It must've been at least a couple years ago now, or at least that's what it feels like. I know the Canadians tend to win like the early on tournaments year to year because the fields can be a bit weaker, obviously not yeah. last week, but um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like the the clutch gene is is found in a few of the Canadians here, which is um, something I haven't said in pretty much my lifetime, aside from maybe Mike Weir, which I don't even know that maybe barely would have been me being alive. But when you win the Masters, was it? I want to say, say like I want to say it's ninety seven, it but I don't know for sure if it was. No, it had. I I remember it. I think it was like oh one. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Canadian too. history, we should really know that. But we should, we should. one of the, we're not, the we're greatest not Canadian smart. golfer. <laughs> we don't even know his biggest accomplishment. Yeah, met yeah, him. Fully it? said, "I'm a lefty too, and so happy to meet you." And I can't tell you which year you won, <laughs> buddy. I think we got to make a comment about Xander and Patrick here. Like, not normal for Patty to uh, have a bad Sunday. That guy's normally well, like, you know, Patty Ice, and mm -hmm. he struggled a bit. And Xander too, and their buddies playing together. Apparently, they're like scoring average when they play together outside of the Ryder Cup is like not good. Really, like hmm. they always don't play. Right. I wonder if they get like, I don't know, nervous. Almost or too one on one competitive, or like nervous where they lose the yeah. side of the big picture a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it was his putting that was slowed down. Yeah. Oh, and did you see the comment about them? Oh, being a little behind? technical difficulties on the Wi-Fi here. You good? Yeah, I was just lagging a bit there. If you could say it again. Yeah, did you hear um, the guys chirping their pace, their pace because their group was like a little bit behind? Uh, I guess they were following Luke List and and Will Zalatoris, but apparently had to do with something in regards to I don't know formatting. But it it just looked bad because obviously Patrick Cantley is very slow. Um, yeah. And uh, and sorry, what I was gonna say. Wyndham Clark, have you seen? Did you see that that clip online? Saw. I hate when people say "seen." You saw? <laughs> did you see that clip on? Holy shit! Um, of when they got paired up at the Ryder Cup, like this past or the yeah this past year in Rome, and I didn't see no Cantley. Like normally plays with Alexander, right? But they were trying yeah, to shuffle yeah. it up, so Wyndham got paired with them, and he was like he was like typical Pat on the range, just like to himself, like he's like pissed, clearly pissed off. So I guess. <laughs> Wyndham goes up to him and was like, hey, you want to play a first to five birdies wins 5,000 and a birdie on top of that's an extra two? Yeah. And Pat's like, yeah. And I guess so they start hitting, they, then they go back to hitting their own golf balls. Like, and they get up to the first tee and he goes, so we're good. He goes, dude, I know what we're doing. Just like cold face. Anyways, he wins the five grand off Wyndham. He makes the, he makes five birdies first and then ended up, ended up taking another four grand off him. <laughs> Not bad. But, hey, good for Wyndham to try to, you know, bring the mojo up with the team. Like, he just yeah. forfeited eight grand, so Pat, like, or Patrick Cantley can have a goddamn smile on his face when he leaves the golf course. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guy move. Good guy and, move. and to put it like that, ten grand to them is like probably a hundred bucks to us. So like, either way, Wyndham's growing on me a bit. He was kind of a, he was kind of like in the shadow. Nothing against him, but he just yeah, I don't know. He comes across a little dry maybe, but I like him. I think he'd be fun to have a beer with, but who wouldn't I want to have a beer with? <laughs> um. Anyways, I guess you want to go into some. You want to talk about uh, Tiger and his little brother? His little brother? Oh. Yeah, JT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about that, obviously. Uh, 
Tiger. I don't even know what to say at this point. It's getting to the point where I, I can't tell what's real and what's fake nowadays. Like when I hear, oh, he's leaving the tournament due to illness, I'm like, how sick can he be? Like I feel like a bunch of guys play through illnesses well, and, and he's always having injury stuff, like obviously because he's older. I get that, but just my, all over the map. My biggest thing was when they brought up the dehydration factor. It's like, dude, he is a professional athlete. He can get an IV with like if he knew he was somewhat dehydrated going into the round, he would have got an IV like an IV of hydro- I don't know what they put in, I guess hydration. That's gonna sound dumb again. But yeah. either way, I'm not a professional athlete, so I don't know. But that was like the kicker to me. It's like, I don't know, man. Dehydration. But then did you see speech when he got DQ'd, right? Apparently, mm-hmm. Xander said he had to, he wasn't feeling good, had to run to the washroom. So maybe it was the big up and or in and out thing that they were talking about. But I don't know. If that's the case, then I get it. Like, I mean. Dude, there's nothing worse than like having to use a washroom all the time and then playing golf. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna pack it in here. Yeah. But I agree with you. It seemed a little, but he claims it was. I mean, obviously, maybe I don't know. I just thought the dehydration thing and the set, like, like basically what you said. I just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't add up fully to me. Mm-hmm. No, it was kind of weird, and it was one of those things too where Tiger wasn't playing that great either, and his group was bad vibes. I don't know if you're watching, but he was playing with JT. And I'm trying to remember who the third was in their group, but Gary like, Woodland. They, was, oh yeah, it was Woodland. Yeah, because that was the Woodland invite. Was playing he invited not him. Bad. Yeah, yeah, Woodland he, was playing he, okay, but freaking JT was struggling. Like that guy was hitting bad golf shot after bad golf shot. Which I swear I jinxed him because I bet him this week, and I'm like, oh, he hasn't finished outside the top twelve in his last six. And guy goes and gets cut in like a ten person cut event. Can you could you imagine what it would have been to put money on him to miss the cut? Oh, that would have been fantastic. It was, it, made it, was, it was like six, it was like 55 and within 10 of the lead. And there's only like 65 guys in the field. Like you yeah. said, it's just, but it, it's funny though. Cause they're good buddies and they both play bad. You get Xander and Patrick, they play, but maybe that's a thing you don't want to play. Mm-hmm. With. Maybe you get too like lackadaisical. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could see that. I feel like that's even a little bit true in the sense, like in real life, sometimes when I'm playing with like a random or someone I don't know as well, like the game shows up. But if I'm playing with my buddy, I could have like one bad hole and I just, I don't know don't have the same mentality after that it's, it's weird but i wonder yeah. if it correlates with them being professionals which i mean i'm sure their mindset's a little different to mine but i don't yeah. know that's what it is and then charlie man what do you uh, what do you think about charlie dude I, this I is you got a spiel for this dude this is like can the pga not find a better story to be bragging about than i mean i guess we're talking about it but we're talking more of the negative impact like and i, I don't blame charlie because like the end of the day dude if you want to get in a pre-queue go for it like that's what they're there they're like yeah i understand but they're like 500 bucks and anyone can go basically anyone could get into it like yeah. if you want to go in i think there's some restriction but like guys do like 100 in the pre-queues like it's annoying yeah. <laughs> so the fact that like they're making this big deal about it is just so overblown there's got to mm-hmm. be better stories on the pga that they can be talking about for yeah. with guys you know that finally made the pga tour or you know have done something cool like week to week then i know he's tiger's kid but i don't know i just think it's like man let's give it's it a rest like it's still like a and 15 a, year dude, old writer it's, it's a pre-queue like, yeah do, like, it's not like he got in it's not like he went in the pre-queue and shot 62 and he's in the monday like yeah. then okay then talk about it because then it's like dude this this guy's a decent shot at making the pj tour event yeah but yeah, and i feel like it just sets him up for failure like in terms of charlie's perspective i almost feel bad for him i just think it's such an unnecessary thing to blow out of proportion because Poor guy's now going to have so much more external pressure. I know he already would because he's Tiger's kid, but it's one of those things you could probably keep a little under the radar and just let him play. But now, like, if he has a bad round, like, the guy's going to get tossed around by social media, like, no tomorrow, right? Like, I just think, oh, he's too young. He's not good enough. He doesn't even compete. There's also another 15 year old in the pre queue. 
Yeah. His name <laughs> I didn't is Miles Austin or something like that. So it's like, shed some light on him, man. That's pretty cool. Like, if he's mm-hmm. good enough to do it, like, why? Like, I don't know. I just hate on the media fucking warps that. What is funny, though, is Nezzy's playing in a pre queue, and I'll laugh. So, I mean, he obviously probably won't, but if you got paired with him, that would be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> no way. He would, that's he would so be funny. so choked the whole day. He'd be like just playing with, like, he'd be, I don't know. I could just see him getting in, or Nezzy getting in his, or him getting in Nezzy's head so, so quickly. Imagine but, Charlie like asking him like, "Yo, can you just not do that, please? Like, can you not do this?" And that, and as he's looking at him like, "Are you kidding me, dude? Like, come or on." Ti- or Tigers in the bag. Oh my god, that would be sick though. That'd be electric. That'd be a cool experience for a pre queue because, like mm-hmm. I said, that that's neat. But yeah, I think a little overblown. I mean, hopefully he does well. It'd be cool to see him get in, obviously, to the Monday. But like I said, if he's so far away, like yeah. it'd be like a in comparison, it'd be like a guy getting like a like basically like an open tryout. Like a like a rec league hockey player getting an open trial with like a university like yeah. CIS team. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like anyone can technically maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. Not kind but of either way. It's like, a go, it's like a pay to play, basically. Like yeah. You, yeah. you pay it's, X amount of dollars to go try out and like see if you can make this thing work, but realistically you're probably not going to. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and, and that's, that's kind of the same. That's the sole reason why I think he will play on the PJ tour is because he will just do money if he doesn't do it through Corn Ferry or He'll get a sponsor exemption for sure. I would imagine for one event when he yeah. gets old enough. But he'll just fuck if he doesn't do well in college, he'll just play Mondays mm-hmm. and like he'll pay the five hundred bucks to get in. He'll fly week to week because he doesn't have to worry about money. So yeah, it's just like inevitable. He's he's gonna probably your chances will triple exactly or more yeah. than triple. But so yeah. And for those who don't know, it is uh, like the tournament that he's long game trying to get into. Here is the old Honda Open. Um, which classic. is now called the Cognizant Classic, Honda Classic to Cognizant you, Classic. You love saying everything's an open, eh? Yeah, dude. It's that just like sounds, it does sound open. way better, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so for reference, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I will obviously be completely tuned in to whatever he does, and we'll probably have something to say about it. But uh, other than that, when I'm looking at Tiger, hopefully he feels better and can come back and play. But like, but I don't know, man. I'm gonna start for the Masters, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I'm just going to like start betting on him to not make the cut because he just won't like play the full two rounds. <laughs> like at this point, that's more likely than him actually just not making the cut due to a poor score. Yeah, honestly. So you play the injury card there and it's probably not a bad bet. Dude, there's probably a bet that he finishes the two rounds. <laughs> honestly. As opposed to missing the cut. <laughs> that would be ridiculous, but you can find it somewhere, I'm sure. Did you hear, speaking of the Masters, before we hop into uh, what we do's and don'ts on a, on a first time golfer um i didn't know there's special invites to the masters oh because of joaquin is that what you're about to talk joaquin about? and uh the guy from denmark thorinson and then oh, yeah, Rito yeah. yashimata or whatever his name is um mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't know they could do that neither did i i honestly couldn't tell you the last time that ever happened i didn't even know what had ever happened but um i think i wonder why the they chose joaquin yeah, I know. Well, I don't know. He's good, man. Like he is nasty. If he was on the PGA Tour still, he would have blown up by now and a lot bigger than what he is now. So mm-hmm. I'm really stoked that he got in. He's a he's an un, I'm gonna probably throw some money on him as an underdog because he's not gonna be good odds. And yeah. real realistically, with world ranking points, he probably deserves to be in there. He's a top fifty player in the world. Like it's yeah. it's a joke at that point. Right? Do you think it's gonna lead to more live guys getting those kind of invites? Like I don't know how many they have to give out, but I mean, you would think if they're inviting one, that a few more might sneak in there. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think a lot of the top guys on Live are qualified, like Rom, T, or DJ Smith, Brooks, mm-hmm. Phil. Um, 
Joaquin. I think Hatton's still in. Patrick um, Reed. Patrick Reed. So like the brunt of those good guys in live are pretty much all in now. Yeah, it's more just some of the young dudes that don't have some of the accolades from previous years to get them in. Yeah. Yeah. That like a Mito Piera, you know. Yeah. I think he yeah. actually might be in too, because he top five at the P- he came third at the PGA championship, which I almost guaranteed you get into the next year's majors if you top five in a major. Could be sure. wrong there. But yeah, so pretty much they're gonna have everyone there. But in the future, dude, yeah. I mean, if they're willing like they they flat out said they want the best players there. Yeah, so, which I mean I think is good. You want yeah. that. 100%. Well, dude, it just makes their event so much bigger. And mm-hmm. like, that's hard to say because it's already the Masters. It's like the biggest <laughs> golf tournament ever. But, yeah. But you don't want to yeah. be discluding good players. That's kind of the point of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, oh. anyways. That's okay. That. Well, we can hop into this. This, I feel like, could go multiple directions um, and probably get our blood boiling a little bit because it's going to give us some PTSD. But uh, I found a funny talking point, which can also be informational for those who haven't really golfed much before. Because yeah, take, take, take note of these things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh the worst things an amateur or like a new golfer um can do on the golf course, like something that really gets under your skin or just kind of like screws with the course itself, like whatever. Do you have any off the top of your head? I would even say or like the COVID golfer, you know, the guy that got into golf during COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where I like put the, the amateur, like that. I tried to be nice by calling them amateur golfers, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll start off. I think this is by far the biggest one that just drives me nuts, whether I'm beh- or in front of or behind a group watching. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in the group, it like I, I say something because it just drives me nuts. Yeah. Leaving the carts in the wrong position. There's nothing worse than the cart being like 60 yard, 50 yards from the green. And then mm-hmm. they just walk up to the green and like, maybe on a par five or something where you're not trying to go for it, but you know, you want to be in that 80 to 50 yard range where like you're mm-hmm. clear as day to go as a golfer to hit up to that range and someone's on the green, but yeah. they got their cart there and it's like, are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> and then they, then they're like messing around on the green after and they're like trying to like grab all their clubs. And then they're like, they walk back to the, and they're walking back and then they talk at the cart and then yeah. <laughs> they throw the, the bag in the, and then they like sit in the cart, they write down the score and then they drive off. It's like, dude, Just a that's mess. a waste of like, Two minutes of five, my time. Almost five, I would argue, most of the time. Yeah, well, and then the time if you need to hit the shot and them being there and then waiting on the next tee always, like, after that, right? Like, Well, and then you compound that for, like, 18 holes or mm-hmm. nine holes. It's, it's just like... Around. Yeah, I just... It, yeah. And then, it, and then it gets in my head, which it shouldn't, which is completely on me. But then I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm pissed off before I even hit a golf shot, which is not the good thing you want going into a yeah. golf shot. But that's my number one. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not really putting mine in order because I might bounce around a little bit, but while we're talking about people in front of us or behind us in that golf scenario, for me, it's whether I'm even playing with someone or it's another group doing it and they just like start getting way too excited over something that kind of is common in golf, but their excitement isn't like contained. It's just like yelling, running. And if there's another group near you and your friend is like new to golf and he starts like screaming about like you making a birdie putt, like which has totally happened to me, by the way, like I don't think that doesn't happen. And I feel like it's so annoying. One, for the people I'm playing, for the other people I'm playing with, it pisses me off. It's like, yo, chill a little bit. But then I can imagine like the groups next to us looking over like, God damn it. Like, dude, like have some respect here. Like it just, it takes out that whole etiquette of golf. So, I mean, I just think people need to chill out a little bit um embrace the highs and lows and stay a little even keen out there okay i like that no i i think that's a very good point on the mind um the second thing i don't like and this is more so 
um, I guess it's with buddies, but particularly maybe girlfriends or you're playing with a girl golfers, but definitely a very new golfer. Mm -hmm. You hit a golf shot, whether it's a drive, and because it goes in the air and remotely, like, decently long, they just automatically say great shot. We kind of touched on this before, <laughs> in a, like, last year, but our dad's doing it and other people like to like the biggest pet peeve, period. But, like, this is, like, when they mean it seriously. Mm -hmm. and, then, and you're like, I just hit that 30 yards into the bush. Like, what do you mean yeah. by shot? Or, like, you hit a putt and it, like, you know, lips out. Or you hit a chip and, like, it gets it's like not remotely close. It's like on the green. So you're putting. So they think it's good. And they're like, Oh, nice shot. It's like, dude, I'm 35 feet away. I was like <laughs> five feet from the pin. I thinned one over the green. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's my second one. That just like in my head, I'm just like, Oh man, can we get this round over with? It's easily one of my biggest, just Peter Pecker. No, pet peeve. It's one of my biggest pet peeves, no matter who you are as a golfer, like new or old, that, that one's terrible. Um, this one also, pisses me off and kudos to my mom for coming up with this uh i guess i make sure not to do this next time i play with her because i am guilty of doing it the odd time but hitting out of turn like very often i get trying to save time and if you're trying to beat the sun and um all that kind of stuff then sure i you can do that but if you're honestly just playing good pace golf things are going normally and like the worst case scenario is when you're walking up to your shot you've kind of done like your mental prep for the shot and then you step up and you're like looking up because you see the other guy hitting practice swings and then he's just like oblivion of uh, or oblivious to like you hitting so like that one pisses me off so much because it's like you never know when you're actually able to go you never know when to start your routines and for me like over a few holes like if that's an extended period of time I, my golf game goes to shit because i can't like focus Honestly, yeah, I, I think people. i think the like to pinpoint your frustration to me is putting because mm -hmm. like they'll hit a putt and then they like you'll say it's good and then they'll like mark it and they'll want to like hit it it's like dude are you gonna hit it are you gonna like mark it or are you gonna pick it up or you like or like yeah. you're like 15 feet and they're like six feet and they they go and they're like you're like you're saying they're doing like practice swings with the putt it's like dude are you going or am i going yeah but yeah totally fair yeah i i agree i, I don't have a third one so if you want to roll into your third one um go ahead yeah, this one, I mean, we're skipping out on some easy ones like, well, walking in your line, talking your backswing. Like, I think those are just obvious enough, but yeah. one of the sneaky other ones that I know, especially amateur golfers who have played even more than a couple times, still do it frequently. Shout out Sam Leader. You're the worst for this. Um, like, taking divots in your practice swing and then taking a big, big ass divot on your actual swing and just not like doing anything to help repair it. Like, yeah. you're just leaving an absolute crater in the fairway or crater in the T blocks. Like, I think that is one of the most frustrating things because they always look and they laugh. They think it's funny. They're like, ha ha, I just dug like seven inches into the ground. And you're like, yeah, man, you just also made this guy's life hell tomorrow morning, but he's going to have to fix this up. So I think that's another one. Like I don't fix every divot. I'm not the best for that or every ball mark, but like if you're taking craters and it just literally looks like something dropped out of the sky and exploded on the ground, like maybe put a little bit of care into that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I wonder what the biggest thing the guys I play with all the time say about me, like what they what they find most frustrating about me. Do you have one that guys would say about you? Um, I know it's kind of off hmm. top. Like we didn't like really plan for that. I, I'm just curious now talking with this. Yeah. I wonder. I got buddies like Caleb's listening for sure, and he's just like, dude, <laughs> you do this all the time. This certain thing, it just drives me nuts. While you're driving in the 401 in traffic. Yeah, I would say like the first thing that comes to mind. I'm sure I do a bunch, but um, 
This is so bad too. You know when people get in your cart and you're the one driving and you kind of like just are antsy to go, so you're like pressing the gas a little bit or like oh, as yeah, soon as you're yeah. like stepping in, you already start and they're like, "Whoa, man, like relax." I'm pretty that's bad a, for that. That's a good one. I definitely yeah. do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty courteous of others when I'm playing. Yeah. No, I, I'd agree. The cart thing definitely. It's it's the most awkward. When, like you start driving and they're not in, and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> it's yeah. about to get sorry. Especially when you do it to like an older person, you feel so bad. Or like you hit the brakes too hard going like down a hill or something, or like you yeah. get to the ball. Yeah, that that the, the cart etiquette we can improve on. Then totally we'll leave it at that. Um. All right. Well, let's get into some slim step, slim quizzes, I guess. But the stats from Slim. Yeah, now this sure. is from Lou Stagner, so I I don't want to take credit for all these. Um, but I do like to promote uh, what he what he says. He's he's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah. Um, okay, Ben. So the average proximity from ninety yards in the fairway. Again, as a scratch, I'm, I'm on the scratch for a couple of weeks. I'll go to a ten handicap for a couple of weeks. So yeah. we're staying on the scratch theme. So a proximity uh, from ninety yards on average in the fairway. Is it twenty two feet, twenty six feet, or thirty three feet? I'm gonna go with twenty two feet. 26 feet. Oh, 0 for damn. 1. Damn it. 0 for 1. 0 like for my 1. Betting. Yeah. Okay, number two. From 125 yards in the fairway on a par four, a scratch makes bogey or worse what percentage of the time? So 125 yards fairway, par four. Mm -hmm. Is it they make bogey 12%, 24%, or 19%? I think. 12%'s the one there. 19%. Ooh, no way. That there. actually that's shocking to me. That I was most confident in that one for sure. Like I didn't yeah, even one need in, to think about that. One in five. Hmm. That's tough. That's really tough. I, I guess I never see the fairway from that like distance. So I'm always thinking like, oh, if I could just get myself there, I'm I'm nails. But the thing is you think it case. like when you do the stats on it though, you think of how many like how many times a scratch makes bogey in a round, which we talked about last week, which is basically one every six holes or mm -hmm. five point four. And then you think of how many times it fairways, which we talked about, which is fifty percent. Yeah, but and I think this is talking into the favor of me in the saying like in the sense like you make bogey one of six times, you would expect those times to be when you're not 125 for or 125 yards out in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, that's you fair. know. Like you would expect to convert those ones to pars at least. I was just more doing the breakdown of like if there, if if there was eighteen holes that were all fairways. Obviously, there's not because of the par threes. <laughs> but um, you know, that means nine times out of eighteen there in the fairway, mm -hmm. in the legit spot. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, when you break it down your way, it actually does make sense. You would think it, it, it seems high. It seems high. All right, this one. The percentage they three putt from thirty five feet. This is a big one. 13%, 17%, or 22%. I can't believe it's one of those options, honestly. Why? What what what's your first thought when you when you that they don't it? three putt from that far? Like pretty much ever. So run down the percentages one more time and I'll give you my answer. 13%, 17%, 22%. I'm gonna say 13. Please tell me I'm right. Like I've been going on the low percentages here, being too <laughs> hopeful, but 22% of the time. No, like that's insane. one in five. Dude, that makes sense though, because 35 feet isn't close. Yeah. But like you're giving yourself pretty short putts on the way in. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's insane. 
Like I would expect that, I would expect that number if it was like forty-five or fifty feet. Thirty-five feet, like some guys are looking that's like makeable. Do you I think makeable is probably a little bit of a stretch? <laughs> what do you think your percentage is for thirty-five feet? Well, now I probably have no idea, but I would have thought it is at least over ten percent of like or sorry, under twelve to fifteen percent of three putts from there. But how often in a round do you have a thirty-five foot putt? Mm, I would say a couple times. Two or three times. Yeah. I know my, my leg putting is, is not great. So yeah. I would definitely probably be in like the 26% range, I think, 25%. Yeah. I'm more likely to three putt on like an eight foot slider that slips down and then I miss the comebacker. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's a Caleb special there. <laughs> <laughs> not to bring him up again, but fuck, he's bad yeah, at doing that. He's reaming out a couple of the boys in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. All right. Fair enough. Over um, three. Yeah, that's so you're one for six. <laughs> we don't need to keep all time record there, please. please don't. <laughs> yeah. I need to be really enjoy my good weeks when they happen because I'll be like, it'll be like, oh, nice, you went three for three this week. You're now uh, six for seventy two. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah, Not I mean, good. maybe maybe one time you can spin one on me to see what my record would be in in a, in a two or three week period once we get that, this going. That could be fun. Yeah, if I can think of some good questions. Yeah, um, but yeah. I guess on the next week, as we kind of wrap this thing up, we have the Mexican Open, and it is called an Open, so please get off me about that. Um, not the best field that we've seen in the past few weeks, but at least we do have a few of our good old Canadian boys in there, some of the notables, uh, Hughes and Pendrith, which is interesting. I want to ask you this before, because I feel like you haven't looked at the odds yet. Who would you say has better odds, like more likely to win the tournament out of those two Canadians? Okay, the way you said it, I'm going to say Pendrith, but <laughs> if you had told me, I would say there's no chance in hope that Pendrith has a better odds. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously you're right. I, I led you on the right way. See, that's what you should do with the questions a bit more, help help a brother out. But um, <laughs> Pendrith is literally, I think, the top six. Oh, Mark, which is nuts. So, did you hear me on that? Yeah, I did. Has he like won here or done very well at this particular course that maybe is swaying that compared to Hughes? I think definitely. I don't know for sure. I didn't do much of a background check there because I haven't made my picks yet, but um, I'm assuming that has to do with it. Huh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely an off week for all the major guys. A, they probably don't want to travel to Mexico. B, mm -hmm. they just came off two um, elevated events in the last like four weeks. Yeah, uh, and then it, the Florida swing starts after this, which is big for a lot of guys because they're obviously a lot of them located in in the Florida area. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and I noticed you have the Cootie brothers are in. That'd be cool. I wonder if they'll get paired together. Mm hmm. Yeah, it should be interesting. Ever since you mentioned their name there last year, I think it would have been last year. I've yeah. kind of been paying attention to it. They seem pretty nasty young talent there. So I feel like that's what this tournament is honestly filled with. It's a lot of the kind of mid golfers who are lifers and been playing pretty good for, I don't know, 12 plus years now and making decent money, but um, also a lot of guys looking to break through. So it could be a big, big chance for people to do that. And the way the well, tournaments have been with who's winning, it's all been long shot guys. Like everyone's well, been the, plus 6,000 or more. So there really hasn't been a favorite dominating, dominating yet. And especially with this one, this is one of the ones you just like, dude, take the field out of 150 golfers and just pick one. <laughs> yeah. So it's good luck to me, anyone's but... game. Yeah. Who who is the favorite? Um, I have it right here. Just give me a second. Doop -a -doop -a -doop. Who do you think it is? Do you know the field enough or no? I would say Fino is probably up there because he won it last year. 
Yeah, it's Tony and then that Hogard guy and then Grillo. That's shocking. Pendrith is fourth favorite. Um, yeah, where is uh, Hughes? Is, yeah, all the way close to 20th favorite. Which wow. is pretty crazy. I might have to early early pick. That might have to be him. But I don't know. I'll keep looking through. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Lots of lots of new names, a few old names, and I guess this is Finau's tournament to lose. Yeah, he's good with winning these. Like, I mean, he won the Rocket and this one. I think back to back weeks last year. Like, yeah, he's just big at taking advantage of off weeks for a lot of the big guys. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, if he wins this week, it, it just shows kind of how much different that top echelon of players are on a different level. Good uh, word. When it when it thank you when it comes to uh, this type of stuff. Funny story, yeah. that, like because I think we're kind of wrapped up the betting aspect, and obviously you're mm-hmm. gonna make your picks. Uh, I guess tonight or tomorrow because the tournament starts tomorrow. But yeah, um, Ted was playing in a. For those of you who know, my father was playing in an event in Panama. Plays in this like mm-hmm. five, six, six events at Bonaventura. They actually host a Latin event there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a nice track. So they do six at best five rounds. So we play with this guy back to back weeks. He's going into the second week. And it's funny. He asked me the first week he went into. He goes. I think I should have a Caesar on the on the range. I go, dude, that's a no brainer in any of them. <laughs> yes. So he was stoked. First week he, he wheels in, has a Caesar. He goes, so I was I was feeling it on the range. It was I think it was good. Goes out. I think he was like 81 or 82. He's like, ah, I thought I could have done better. Anyway, so he, he gets paired with a sec with the same guy and another dude. Starts on a par five, dude. Goes, goes water, water. And anyways, makes triple. Oh. The next hole, dude, he tops his. Tee shot, fifteen yards. <laughs> tops his tee shot again. Hits it in. Hits it in the water. Hits it in the water again. <laughs> Makes quad. Did he it's, call it a day? No, no. It's, I, that'd be so funny. The guy comes up to him that he played last week. I think his name was Jim, and he goes, "Ted." And of course, t- anyone that knows me, I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Ted's just as <laughs> flabbergasted on the golf course. He's probably pissed at this point. Guy comes up to me, goes, "Ted, I hate to say this, but I think I might have jinxed you." He goes, "What do you mean?" He goes. Well, I told Steve who they were playing with. He goes, I said you were a really good golfer <laughs> before the <laughs> round. And he goes out and makes eight and eight. He kind of redeemed himself. Ended up shooting, uh, I think he was seven over after two holes, shot shot 10 over, shot 82. So oh, pretty, good, pretty good recoup. He also only had eight, eight golf balls in the bag, which that's another discussion for tournaments because I'm a big guy that loves to have like, I'm a 12 kind of guy for a golf tournament. Yeah. And Ted was like, well, if you lose eight, like, you're out of the tournament anyway. So yeah, but it's about that I can still play the rest of the tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough look being like, yeah, I ran out. <laughs> so he only had eight golf balls. So he's lost, he lost four on the first two. I go, dude, oh, after he God. said his spiel, I was like, you had to have been shaking about the, the other four golf balls in your bag, eh? <laughs> he, he was he's like, yeah. Common collected, not a doubt, not a doubt. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a little tidbit story. Not that many people no. care or know, but I thought you'd get a good laugh out of that. That is quite funny. Yeah. Anyways, what's, what's on the rest of the week? Anything crazy? No, man, just a couple work-related stuff. Uh, Sim night Friday, yeah, so I'll see if I can bring the game there. It's going to be pretty competitive, too, with a bunch of guys that are half-decent golfers, and we, we always get into it with each other, so my uh, should be good. My last point on that, when you do Sim golf, mm-hmm. how do you guys structure rules? Do you guys do a mulligan? Uh, normally, we load up with like a mulligan or something like that, but it's only if like 
but you can only really use it if it's something stupid that happened with the sim or yeah, like, like like if you forgot to change something was the OB direction maybe yeah like something stupid yeah so um okay. we're pretty good with that and then honestly i think we normally skip the putting because i was gonna that was my next question do you guys yeah. do two putts do you guys do like two like one putt from 12 feet and two putt on the green yeah ideally it's like a one putt inside 10 feet and then uh anything outside of that you do like a two putt but we'll see if i change that up it just saves time if you do it that way so i hope we kind of do do you think that's why a lot of guys play so well in the sim you think it strictly comes down to the putting aspect or do you think it has to do with that no one really cares about losing a golf ball or hitting it here, hitting it there. And they're just a bit more free. Cause guys always, I have so many buddies that say, Oh, I shot like 76 in the sim the other day. It's like, yeah, cause yeah. you had, you had 32 putts and <laughs> you know, you, 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 I don't know. I just think that's a massive feature in, yeah. in, in sim golf is the putting where it makes guys play so much better than what they are. I think I just don't take it seriously. And like the whole, you don't really lose a golf ball and like, just kind of for shits and giggles i think it makes me just swing the ball more confidently but um yeah i never even thought about that to be honest well sp speaking of the averages a scratch from 35 feet <laughs> you take a 15 handicap playing golf i mean he's how he, he's having two or three three putts around so there's three extra shots yeah easily yeah anyway no, it's, it's definitely interesting but that's why it's uh sim golf not real golf that's it. I hate the guys that say, oh, you want it? I have buddies that want to play sim golf in the summer. I'm like, dude, no chance. You're insane. No. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> it's because they're good at sim golf, so they want to play it. It's, it's that's less, ridiculous. It's less aggravating, I guess. And the totally. beers are always right there. Talk about the beer cart. You yeah. know, it's, it's right there. Yeah. It's, it's a convenient, convenient thing to do for people who like golf but don't love it. Yeah. Unreal. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we will chat the next week. Hopefully, you get those bets out. Oh, you want to just give a quick recap of I'm assuming you didn't win a bet last week, but just, you know, keep it on the pod. Yeah, I'll keep it short and terrible. Uh, pretty much the worst bounces ever uh, happened. Cam Young played like, okay, <laughs> that's whatever. It didn't hit. Uh, Spieth got DQ'd, so that sucked, but he was trending top 20. So, fuck, I don't know. Shitty. And then Justin Thomas was one of like 15 people to get cut. So, honestly, just in shambles uh, after week one, and it was very humbling. So, I'm looking forward to try to better myself for the next few weeks. Perfect. Unreal. Well, well cheers to that, and hopefully uh, you get it figured out here. Yes, yeah, sir. All right. We'll talk next week. <laughs>